All right, well, now I get the other great privilege of welcoming up our youth pastor, Mr. Caleb Hill. You'll stand and give him a good round of applause. It's well deserved, I promise. Well deserved. All right. This microphone on? Oh, it is. Praise the Lord. Okay, so. You guys got me this morning. Prepare yourself. Um, I'm super. Anytime I, I get the opportunity to come up here and preach the Word of God, it excites me. Um, it excites me a lot. And so, fear not, it is 11.28. I've got about 56 minutes worth of material. Um, so if you guys are really fast at listening and I'm really fast at talking, we'll get done maybe in 30 to 45 minutes. I'm kidding. Uh, so what have, what have we been talking about? Recent history. What was that? Love leaves a mark, right? That's what we've been kind of processing through for the last multiple weeks. Um, and today I want to talk to you guys about why love leaves a mark. Right? There's a reason for everything that, we, that, that happens. There's a reason love leaves a mark. Um, and so the title of today's sermon is Faith That Works. Okay, and, and it's important that we understand that faith is not something that is stagnant. Right? Sometimes we, we get a little distracted and we think, oh, it's, you know, I've, I've got faith. Okay, cool. Um, let me give you guys some basic definitions. I've got a lot of Bible verses today, a whole lot. Uh, so just be ready. If you're going to take notes, I would suggest you just like get the first three letters and then put the numbers next to it because you're not going to get the, the whole thing in there because there's just a ton. So we're going to start just reading the Bible, right? That's the way to, I think, to start this thing off. James chapter 2, 14 through 20. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warm and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But if someone will say, you have faith and I have works, show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? So let's talk about real faith. All right, so that's a fun Bible verse, right? Calls us fools. It's okay. We all are. Um, no offense. I am too. Um, we all have foolish tendencies. We all have foolish tendencies. And so I want to talk to you guys about real faith, right? What is real faith and how does that affect us? Um, what does faith look like in the present? What does faith look like in the future? Um, there's a few things we want to kind of really kind of iron out because sometimes we hear the things and we get just a little confused on faith right this is just a basic thing that we need to understand as, as believers um, 
And so the first, well, the second Bible verse that we're going to jump into is Romans 10, 17. I told you there's going to be a lot of Bible verses. We're just going to be going in the Word because I like the Word. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, so Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. So faith as described in the Bible is always faith in the Word of God. Always. So what's the source of faith? Yeah, come on. That's what I'm talking about. You guys will have to talk a little bit. I'm just going to be quiet up here. It's going to be awkward. It's okay. Um, So if the source of faith is from the Word of God, what's the focus? The Word of God. Um, And and so biblical faith is always based off of what? The Bible. What, What other kinds of... When we use the word faith, what other things do we have faith in sometimes? What other things do we have faith in? We're going to wake up every morning. We're going to wake up every we have, I, you know, sometimes I have faith in my doctor that he knows what he's doing. Right? Sometimes I'm like, okay, like, the Lord, like I've got this medication I need to take. There's, I've got some faith in that, right? I've got faith in, in whatever political party you're behind. Right? I've got faith in them to do something right. But guess what? Those being legitimate uses of the term faith are not biblical uses of the term faith. They're very different, right? So we can have faith in something and it not be biblical. But when we have faith in the Bible, that is when we get biblical faith. So understanding this, understanding that we can have faith in whatever it is, But if it's not faith that's based off of God's word, it's kind of useless, right? It just doesn't, it's not really uh, beneficial for us. So faith in the Bible is always faith in God's word. And anything that is not based on God's word is not biblical faith. So the Bible does this really cool thing where it defines faith for us. The Bible doesn't normally define a word for us. Right? So Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 defines faith. He says, faith, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. What's assurance? Assurance is confidence. Alright? So we've got faith is a confidence in things that are hoped for, and the convictions of things not seen. A conviction is a proof or a test. Right? So we've got this this definition that's laid out by Scripture on how we're supposed to look at faith and what that is supposed to look like. So there's this relationship that we have when we look at this definition. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So there's a difference between faith and hope, right? Yeah. What what are some of those differences? When we look at faith, we sometimes think we have faith for something, but all we really have is hope. We don't actually have faith in that. Um, So faith is now. Hope is future. Right? So faith is something that is is currently happening. Not, well, tomorrow. That's not faith. That's hope. All right? Faith is a real substance. It's tangible. Hope is not. All right? Faith is something that happens in us that we function in. Um, and so 
faith being a substance, faith as a substance is found in our hearts. Um, and so on the basis of a legitimate faith, we can have hope for the future. Right? If we don't have actual, legitimate, biblical faith, our hope for the future is just wishful thinking. It will come to nothing. Um, so let's look, at, let's look at the Bible. Let's see what it says about this. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one, one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Here we can see that biblical faith is not in the mind, it's in the heart. Okay? So what does that mean? If biblical faith is in the mind, not in, is in the heart, not in the mind, what is that? How does that change the way that this looks? Anytime we see faith in the New Testament, anytime we see it, it is always moving. It is never static. It's a word of motion and not intellectual nature. Right? Sometimes we have this thing in our head and it's like, I understand faith. I understand it. It's in my head, and I'm connecting to that. But when we understand it, we have to understand also that you can have an intellectual faith and never be changed. Okay, you can have an, an intellectual understanding. I can, I can read this book from beginning to end, memorize the whole thing. But if my faith is just in my intellectual understanding, you will never be changed. And the world around you will never be changed. Ever. But when we really have faith and we believe unto salvation, then what starts happening is life starts to change. Right? We start to do things differently. Um, so we can embrace all the doctrine of the Bible and never be changed. But when you have real faith, it leads to real life change. Real life change in all of us. Um, no matter what happens in life, we can have this confident expectation of good. Confident expectation of good based on God's word. You know what I mean? Based on God's word. This is it. So confident expectation of good based on God's word. That means no matter what happens in life, we can be okay with it. We can have faith that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. Why? Because no matter what happens, our faith leads us to the end, which is hanging out with Jesus Christ for eternity. That's what real faith does. So there's, it doesn't matter what happens in life, right? Because I'm excited. I have this confidence in me, this faith in me that I'm looking at Christ and I'm making a decision that's going to change me, right? It's going to grow me. Um, so if you have your hope, if your hope, if your faith is in Jesus, guess what? You can get depressed. Did I read that right? Oh, no, sorry. You, you can get depressed. Oh, and you can get downcast. Did I write that right? You can. 
that sounds harsh, right? Wait, you can be depressed and you can get downcast and you can kind of just be in this place of like, oh, life sometimes. But you know what? What won't happen? You won't give up. All right, so you can be in this place of hurt, but you're not going to give up. You'll never give up because your faith is based in Jesus. If your faith is not based in Jesus, if it's not based in this word, you will give up. I'm, t- like I'm just giving you guys just the truth. You'll give up. You'll stop fighting. It's not as important anymore. But when it is faced in this book, we won't give up. We never back out of that. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. What does that mean? Paul's saying here that we don't walk by what we see, we walk by what we believe. When we walk by what we believe, when we walk by our faith, it plays out differently, right? Because it doesn't matter what the circumstance is in. Rodney talks about the storm all the time, and he says you don't look at the storm, you look past the storm, right? Where's your focus at? Is your focus built on the faith of Jesus Christ? Or is it based on something else. So just as a reminder, faith is not doctrinal. It's a matter of character. All right? It's a matter of character, as in our character, the way that we play things out. If you look at the original word in Hebrew and Greek, I'm not going to try to pronounce those because I'm not that good, um, but I can give you the definition for both of them because it's the same stuff. It says faithfulness, loyalty, and commitment. That's faith. It it sounds different from what most of the time we think of when we hear that word, but that's what the original language is trying to communicate. And so there's this character issue that shows up. So faith is more about what you do than about what you know. Right? It's more about what you do. So I want to make a a preface here. I want to make a a very quick statement just to make sure everybody understands this. I am not saying that works and faith, that's how salvation happens. Everybody with me? Shake your head. You understand this. Salvation comes by faith alone. Alone. Faith alone. Tracking? Okay, this is the, one of the major differences between Christians and Mormons. Okay? Just want to make sure. We don't want to lead anybody astray. So, to make sure we don't lead anybody astray, let's just jump in back into the Bible, right? Because that's an easy way to not be led astray. Ephesians 2, chapter 8, 9, and 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. All right? It lays it out pretty easy. By grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It's a gift of God. Number, verse 9, not a result of works. All right? Not a result of works. Our salvation is not a result of works. So that no one may boast. Verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. What's the next word? For good works. So wait a second. We're talking about faith that works. We're talking about works and faith, but we're not talking about 
works that are included in salvation. We're talking about the outpouring of our faith. Faith, like I said, it's an action thing, right? It's something that changes us. So if, if you believe that your works can save you, let me put it this way, uh, not even with 10,000 men's righteousness, okay? It's folly. There's no such thing as being able to walk in works-based salvation. It, it 100% will not work every time, no matter what. But here's the thing. When we actually get saved, we start to work. Why? Because our faith is an action. Our faith is something that's played out in our lives. And it looks different for each one of us. Okay, I'm not telling you you all need to have the same works in your life. Um, but I am saying that James 2.17, so faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Listen, your faith is a reflection of your relationship with God. If your relationship with God looks real, real weak, the outpouring of your faith is going to look real, real weak. It's not changing. It's not life-altering. Right? If Lonnie's relationship with God is real deep, if he's really taking the time and he's like, you know what? I'm going to you know, play out my faith the right way. I'm going to look at what the Bible says and I'm going to obey it and I'm going to function in it. It's going to play out in every area of his life. Right? Every area. So my question is, do the people around you see your faith in action or do they only hear it in words? Do they see your faith played out in actions or is it just words? We say it all the time. Listen, we're in the Bible Belt. This is the South. Okay? Everybody's a Christian down here. Right? Everybody's a Christian. How many of them act like it? I would highly encourage you next time somebody's like, I'm a Christian. Like, really? That's cool because these fruit, they don't look so much Christian-like. <laughs> I'm not saying you need to call them out like in that place, but in, in your like you do need to be at that place. Wait, you're not supposed to judge others, right? Well, that's not actually what the Bible says. You should study that. Um, so listen, works are the manifestation of the transformation of salvation. All right? Works are just what happen. That's what people see. Jesus didn't change the world by just saying a lot of good stuff. Right? Amen. Did he save the world by just saying a bunch of good stuff? No, he didn't. He, he backed everything he set up with action. So if you're going to say some stuff, if you've, got, if you've memorized some cool Bible verses, I've memorized some cool stuff, and it sounds real good, if we don't follow through with it, what happens? It's dead. Our faith, that thing that we are so excited about is dead so faith simple terms right the manifestation of the transformation of salvation like that's that's intense let's go into something real easy faith is what faith is the root right and our works are the fruit which comes first fruit right no no, ain't, there's nobody in here that's like, yeah, I saw it one time. Nobody saw that. It's never happened. It always starts with roots. It always starts with us growing roots 
in, right? So our faith is, is rooting us. It's building a foundation for us. And then, based off of the foundation of, of legitimate faith, of a legitimate faith in God's Word, then we start to grow a little bit, and then we start to branch out a little bit, and then fruit starts showing up in our lives, right? So it changes the environment around us. How many of you guys have, have ever seen what happens um, under a pine tree? <laughs> Nothing grows, right? Pine trees kill everything under it. They don't really bring much life in to the area. What happens when you get like a good tree that's dropping acorns and stuff? What happens? They seed. Do you see some animals running around on those trees all the time, right? Squirrels, birds, all kinds of stuff. Deer show up. Why? Because there's fruit that's coming from that tree. There's fruit that's coming from the life that we have. If, if our life is not bearing fruit, everything around us will be barren and dead. If, you've, if you have ever looked at your life and been like, man, everything around me is dead and barren, you might want to look at your roots. You might want to look at yourself and say, man, is, am I really basing my life off of this? Is my faith here or is my faith somewhere else? So, let's talk about faith that is tested. This is fun. Um, faith that is not tested is worthless. Let's, let's look at some Bible verses, right? You've got to back it up with the Bible, otherwise you're going to be like, he's a liar. Um, and that's okay, it's all right. Uh, so, let's, let's look at first in Revelations chapter 3, 18. Uh, so, this is Jesus talking to the, the church at Laodicea. I'm going to give you a little bit of history. Um, he says, I counsel you to buy gold from me, to buy from me gold refined by fire. Let's just look at that. What's he saying? So the church at Laodicea is a major trading city in, in the first century world. Major trading city. So when he says, I encourage you to buy gold refined by fire, buy stuff from me that's refined by fire, what he's saying is, I need you to get something that's been tested and that is of value. In the first century world, gold that had not been tested by fire, that had not been refined by fire, was useless. Was useless. First Peter uh, one six and seven. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. Verse seven. So that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire may be found to result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Listen to it. So he talks to the church at Laodicea, and he's like, hey, I need you to buy something from me, because what you have doesn't have value. It's not beneficial. First Peter, we see it again. He's saying, hey, listen, the testedness of your faith, the testedness of your faith is more precious, it's of more value than gold that's been refined by fire. He's saying, hey, gold that's been refined by fire has value. If it's not been refined by fire, it has no value. But he's saying if your faith has been tested, it's of even more value than gold refined by fire. Uh Uh-oh. So this is real faith that stood the test of time. 
faith that is not tested accounts for nothing. Nothing at all. James 1, verses 2 and 4. Count it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Hmm. That's weird. It's, it's odd. It's like, sometimes I read it, and I'm like, is this really the Bible? Because I don't remember reading that when I was a little kid. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Do you want to be perfect and complete? I do. And the only way is faith in Jesus Christ and then letting that faith be tested by trials of various kinds. And then that faith produces steadfastness. Listen, if our faith is not tested, if there's not various trials that come against us, it's not a value. I know it's, I know it's not popular, but we have to let our faith be tested. Let the fruit of our life be tested. Um, it's a good thing. So we have to let endurance have its perfect work, right? We have to endure through these various trials. Um, and so this is how we know that our faith is genuine. Now, I, I want to give you guys uh, just a little bit more, a little bit more. I promise you, I'll, I'll get, get you out of here in time. Um, James chapter 2, verse 20. We read James 2 earlier, um, and this is just one little part of it. And I want to remind you, do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Listen, our faith without works is useless. It is not of value. It is not tested. It can't stand the test. You are not saved by works. You're saved by faith. But listen, works, when we have salvation, works are the result of it. Our faith leads to works if it's genuine, if it's real. Um, If you say you have faith, but it's never changed you, your faith is not real. It's not real. It's superficial. Um, and you may say, Caleb, I don't understand what that means. What, is, what are works? I'm going to give you three Bible verses, one after another. And each one is going to help you understand and me understand what works are. Luke eleven twenty eight. He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commands. And then James 1, 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. We're in here and you guys are listening to me preach. Don't merely just listen to the word. And so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Your faith will lead you into action. And this book will dictate everything that you do in your life. 
everything. Because faith works. All right? Faith works. It's part of it. And I want to leave you with one last Bible verse. Like I said, I like the Bible. I read it a lot. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, 16 through 20. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but a diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. What does your fruit say about you? What do your works say about you? What does your faith say about you? How does it play out in your life? Listen, I don't, I'm not trying to condemn you. I don't want you to feel bad. But I want you to, to realize what faith is so that we can accurately look at God's Word and function inside of it, function based off of what it's called us to. Right. Go ahead. You're talking about faith. Well, I, I had COPD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, about four years ago, Britain was all that. Well, I got four all I, I have breathing machine, and I had all this stuff. I said, well, I'm listening to my doctor. Tuesday. My breathing, my breathing is normal, and my lungs are clear. Amen. Amen. That's right. So listen, the fruit of your life. Yeah. It's a good testimony. The fruit of your life, what does it look like? What, what do your actions say about you? This is, this is something I want all of us to take away. And, and me too. I'm not like, yet again, don't hear me like preaching at you and I'm trying to hit you with the Bible a lot. Um, that's not the goal. Right? The goal is that we would understand what God has for us. Right? What's, what's my job here? It's to equip all of you for the work of the ministry. That's just what the Bible says. So if you've got issues with that, take it up with the Bible. Um, but are you equipped? Are you ready? Is the, does the fruit of your life really bear out? Is your life life-giving? Right? This is what it's about. If all our life does is take and we're not giving life, I do question, what are we producing? What does that fruit look like? How can we play this out? That was a question. How do we play this out? What does faith in action look like? Are you waiting for an answer? Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for an answer. We, what, what? we live what we believe, yeah. 
What was that? Like Looks like Jesus. That's, that's exactly right. Loving your neighbor more than yourself. Loving your more than yourself. Yeah. Listen, we all have the answers, but sometimes we've got to take the time to dig in and look at them and find them. We get, we're too complacent where we're at. We, me too, we are complacent. North America has made for weak Christians. Whoops. Sorry about that. You want, you want to find where the church is growing faster? Perse- the persecuted countries, okay? China, the church is growing rapidly. In the Middle East, the church is growing rapidly. Where is the church declining the fastest? Right here. Right here. Good old U.S. of A. We're a bunch of Christians, right? Founded on Christianity. We've, we've lost that. I'm going to back off a little bit. Back off a little bit. Listen. It is the truth. It is a very true statement. But listen, church, we've got to be different. We have to be what this is calling us to be. Not just with words. Let it, when we get to the point where this is where our faith is founded, when our faith is found on Christ and Christ alone, then we realize our salvation is a whole different thing and we, it starts to affect us drastically. Then we start to change the world. Jesus had 12 that had real faith. All right? Their faith was founded on Jesus. He had 11 that were founded on Jesus. One of them... We're not going to get into that. I'm just, I'm just saying they added another tw- to the another one once the one jumped off the boat. Um, it was off of a tree, I think, actually. But, oh, that's a bad joke. It's a bad joke. All right. All right. So what are we taking away? What's the takeaway? This is, yet again, not a rhetorical question. What's the takeaway? What's your faith look like? What was this, Sherry? Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. That's the takeaway. I love you guys. I love you so much. Every one of you. You might be like, what? You love me? Yeah, I do. I do. I pray for you guys. I'm excited for what God has for us. But we've got to be intentional. We've got to be intentional with each other and with the world. And then, then the world changes. Man, I don't know about you guys. I get excited about the word. pumped. It gets me pumped. All right. I've got a question for you. Tabitha, how can we serve you? You'll notice I'm not asking a lot of rhetorical questions. <laughs> How can we serve you? Everybody in here, how can we serve you? Practical, real, now. 
Okay. Give me more. Go ahead. Answer that question. You ask how does our faith play out? How, how do we activate it? Mm -hmm. We activate it by coming along with God, our brothers and sisters. And she's humble. She's not going to tell you. But she's been dealing with a migraine all weekend with four little kids. And she's here this morning with her four kids by herself while her husband is gone. So... We need to come alongside her and pray for her and pray with her and pray that her children recognize that mama's <laughs> suffering a little bit. So church, what's, what does your faith in action look like? Are you going to pray? Are you going to bring life into that situation? Maybe the Lord leads you in another way to help. When we know there's a need, we act. Our faith has to have action. It is dead without it. So practical example, let's pray for our sister. If the Lord's put something else on your heart, do that. But each one of us know needs around us. Each one of us know of needs around us. And we've walked by them. And we don't respond. Listen, when you walk out of here, let your faith have actions. Let the, the works of your faith change the world. That's what it's about. Praise the Lord. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for everything that you have for us. God, test us. Try us. God, show us those areas that our faith is just needs to step that little bit into a more real and accurate relationship with you. God, correct that before you start with the works. We need to be in relationship with you. And based off of that, then life changes. God, you're good. We thank you. We just ask that you be with us. Bless our time. In your name I pray. Amen.